That's what I'm talking about. 201. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another edition of Carton and Roberts. Evan Roberts, Craig Carton, all the way to 630. Phone number to join as always. 877-337-6666. Got a great show for you today. Obviously, uh, LeBron James last night becomes the all-time leading scorer. Two quick, quick thoughts on that. Uh, I mean, to me, the biggest story is that he disappeared in the fourth quarter and they lost again, and they're in 13th place. And for those of you that still want to engage in that contrived, silly, stupid, meaningless argument about uh, does this now make him better than Jordan, he had more points scored than Jordan for the last four years of his career. Like, he didn't pass Jordan last night. He passed Kareem Abdul-Jabbar last night. You've already made your decision. I'm a Jordan guy. No, 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 but that's my point. You right. and many others yeah. have already made your decision. LeBron James can do, it doesn't Nothing. matter what he does. I mean, your decision yes, is but my made. point is, last night wasn't about Michael Jordan. No. Last night he passed Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. He passed Michael Jordan a long time ago. Right. When it comes to total points scored. So this, uh, the issue of, oh, now he's the greatest, no. If you thought Michael was, you're always going to think I don't Michael think was. Breaking that mark last night is going to change anyone's opinion. No, it's not. But I think what's amazing, and I, I found myself really into it last night. I have to admit, right. I, got, I got back from the net game. I was excited you about Cam not Thomas. On DVR, like you watched it from where you no, picked I, up. No, I did not DVR yeah, it. Right. I, I I was at the net game. I came back. How did I the watched net you last night? I wasn't Cam Thomas attention. dropped forty. Yeah. He's the youngest man in NBA history to score forty in three straight games. Yeah. Anything else you'd like to know? Uh, I'm just wondering, did they did they win last Nick night? Nick Claxton had another monster performance. Anything uh, else? I guess they lost. They lost. Yeah. So well, I get they back. put up a good fight though. <laughs> they did. <laughs> I get back. I watched five minutes of the State of the Union. I was like, ah, I'm kind of bored. And I put on the game, and I could tell because it was right around halftime. He was going to break the record. Yeah. It was obvious just because of the first half that he had. And I got to tell you, as the buildup was occurring, I was really, really into it. Yeah, because it's Surprise. a historical moment. Yeah. And you don't have to be a LeBron James fan to appreciate that, as we discussed yesterday, the two kind of holy grail records in sports were the home record, whether you Bonds or Aaron, obviously, uh, depending on when you were watching it, and now the all-time uh, you know, point total which uh, you knew going into this year was going to fall at the hands of LeBron James. And I'm with you. It was exciting. It was entertaining. There are aspects of it that I found fascinating. Russell Westbrook getting the assist on it. Anthony Davis sitting down and showing no interest in the moment of it happening. I, I don't mean to attack you because I know yeah, you ahead. wake up early. Yeah. You didn't watch the game live. And that's completely of course not. Okay. Yeah, of course not. All right. For those that didn't, and I totally yeah. get it was late at night, can I su supply, and you don't have to agree with me, context of the Anthony Davis thing? Because I watched the game. Yeah, of course. So Anthony Davis dove headfirst yes, into the stands. I saw that. I saw that. To set up a play where LeBron got within one point. Yeah. Okay? On the next possession was called for a foul. He was pissed. Pissed about the foul call. Comes out of the game, obviously. Right. And in that moment, I didn't take it as... Anthony Davis hates LeBron. Anthony Davis doesn't care about the record. Yeah. Anthony Davis wow. is a competitor. Yeah. And in his mind, here's what he's thinking about. Not the diving play, which was great. The pissed-off nature of, I'm off the floor because they just called me for a foul that yeah. I don't agree with. And here's the weird dichotomy of last night that I thought was fascinating. The Lakers were trying to win a really important basketball game. Yeah, they're in 13th place, right. That game matters. You're in your own building against yep. a talented Thunder team. That's a game you should win. Yep. After the game, that entire locker room was somber. 
Why? Not because they hate LeBron, because they want to win. Yes. So the context of that video is not anything about AD's relationship with LeBron. That's a guy, and I really respect this about Anthony Davis. I don't even like him. He cared so much about the game. And that foul call on him, yeah. that that's what was on his mind as well, opposed to screw LeBron, I don't um, care. I didn't think and was, that's unfair. I don't think he was screw LeBron, and I've not heard Anthony Davis talk, so I think you're surmising as well. As well. Not that you're wrong. But I'm surmising it with context, while most people are surmising it out of context. Everybody's standing, he goes and sits down like he's not interested. Because he just got pulled from the game. Ah. No, 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 that's not fair. And then how about this, when LeBron makes the shot, he still sits because on his he's ass. He's still pissed. Ah, pissed my ass. Crack, crack. The guy couldn't care less about crack. winning. He misses more games than Kyrie Irving. I understand how many games he's missed, and I happen to think he's one of the most overrated players the league has uh, ever so seen. So we're in lockstep on that. Yes. I'm talking about the moment because I'm I'm not into this game. Yeah. I'm like emotionally sure. invested. You Anthony got to witness did, history last night, right? But I'm also witnessing everything else. Yeah, and the everything else besides the fact that Russell Westbrook and Darvin Ham almost got into a fist fight, which just came out was that Anthony Davis was pissed off about the foul call. Uh, and he, what everybody's doing yeah. is because, and I get why this is the case. The game was late at night. A lot of people didn't see it live, and I totally get it. Yeah. You're seeing a clip with no context. I'm supplying the context. You don't have to agree with me, but admit there's context to this besides Anthony Davis just hating LeBron James. Uh, there's not. Uh, he <laughs> hates LeBron James. I didn't care about the moment one bit. I tried. Um, I tried. <laughs> That being said, there was a, there's another part of uh, the game last night that I made a point of this morning. That is, you know, if you juxtapose, and I picked this just because it's Jordan, to be fair, Jordan's game-winning shot over Russell against Utah, uh, 1998, you know, final championship, and everybody's standing as LeBron kind of pushes him to the side, rises up, fires, drops it, right? Yeah. Everyone's standing not a single person's holding a cell phone. That's right. If you look at last night's game, there is only one person in the crowd who is seated, who is 80 years old, <laughs> not holding a cell phone. Phil Knight, the chairman of Nike. Crazy. He is the only guy. If you look at that still shot, every single person has their damn camera out. Watch it with your eyes. So... I, I agree with you, but there's something I'm very happy about that occurred, and I think it's similar. You can tell me if you don't think it's similar. One of my proudest moments as a fan was Johan's no-hitter, and I'm not debating the no-hitter or not. It's irrelevant. Yeah, yeah. I was so excited. You know that. A buddy of mine who was at the game, I asked him as the ninth inning started, I said, can you film it? Like, I want to have this as a memory, but I also want to enjoy the moment. I don't want to be yeah. stuck in my phone. Okay. And he filmed it. So on my phone, he has the final out, and then he flashes to me. Right. So I get to see my reaction to the Johan no-hitter. I am so happy that I have that as a memory along with okay. the actual memory. I so, mean, theoretically, you could have gotten that off the Internet 24 no, hours later. Not really. Why not? Because, here's the difference. You yeah, want the perspective of the way you're two, sitting? Two things. The perspective of okay. where you're sitting so you'll never forget it. And then the wrinkle to it was I got to see me reacting to it. Now, I know a lot of those people weren't doing that. Sure. But if you're at a special moment, you're always going to have that memory. But there's certain things you're going to sort of forget about. Like, what did I do when it happened? Did I pump my fist? Did I cheer? So I know that's not what was happening with all these people. But for anyone who ever faces, like, an amazing sports moment, a team wins a Super Bowl, teams win the World Series, it is kind of cool to have somebody, okay. whether it's your husband or wife, not only filming the moment, but filming yourself. So that's an added memory it to that was, incredible though, moment. Fascinating. Uh, in the moment, as everyone knows, if he makes a shot, it's uh, the record-breaking shot. 
that 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 picture to me says everything, right? It's every single. And I, I don't know what I would have done. I'm not you know saying I wouldn't have been the jackass. I have to go. Oh, let me get it on my camera because I film a lot of stuff also. Right. Right. Like if I'm at a kid's uh, sporting event or a dance recital, you know, I have a new trick though, Evan. Yes. And I've perfected this one. And you will get this level. You're, one of your sons played uh, t-ball. Yes. This past uh, summer, so you probably did this a little bit. I have somehow, and I have to thank the Lord above for having this innate skill. Like, I'm not good at a lot of things. I have perfected a physical skill that most human beings do not have, Evan. Go ahead. And it is the one-hand videotape in perfect frame while I watch with my eyes. <laughs> so what I do now is I hold the phone away from my face, get it nice and centered, I got the recital. I got the third and whatever. I got the uh, Anthony singing, whatever it might be. But I'm able to enjoy it and burn that memory into my own brain while saving it, as you said, for later and forever. Can you teach me that art? Please? It's an art form. You know, I know. And not every guy has that skill. I am blessed. I am uh, hung like a horse, and I am <laughs> able to film things away from my face and have it perfectly framed. So every time I've yeah. tried to do that, my hand yeah. shakes too much. Yeah, or you, you film something to yeah. the right and to the left. It's yeah. a mess. Yeah, I'm with you on that. So you anyway, need to teach a course. Uh, no, I'm going to just, I'll teach you Just privately. me? Huh? Oh, yeah, I can't have that out there. That's my money play later in life. <laughs> when, when times are tough, and clearly they will be, I'm going to one day invent a book. How to film your kids' sporting events and watch them at the same time. It's important, though. Right? You're right. Like, you're just getting into that realm as a dad. I'm going to give you a, It's my gift to you. I appreciate it. Consider that. it the gift of uh, forever. No, man, because listen, we all, all right. do it. We all do it not just for our kids, but like you saw last night at sporting events. But how do you get to enjoy the moment and also save the moment yes. with technology? Meanwhile, uh, Super Bowl 57's uh, four days away now. And the Philadelphia Eagles got bad news. Patrick Mahomes is 100%. Patrick Mahomes looked fast in practice. Patrick Mahomes can make all the moves he's got to make. Patrick Mahomes is still undergoing you know, treatment after all these practices and being on his feet a lot for interviews and this and that. But Patty Mahomes is good to go, not just that. Other than the one move they made, bringing Hilaire off the IR mm -hmm. and putting on Nicole Hardman on the IR, right. ain't nobody on the IR. The can... The city chiefs are healthy and ready to rock. And that means you and I get a gift on Sunday. And that gift is we do not have to sit and watch that city celebrate for the second time in five years. It ain't going to happen. I wish I shared your confidence. I know you don't. I know but the I'm chief offensive line is far different than it was in 2020. But I think back to that game, that Super Bowl after the 2020 season where Patrick Mahomes ran for his life. And really, the excuses were all written. It's not Mahomes' fault. He did the best he could. Right. He had no time. He was assaulted. Ba, ba, ba. The offensive line stunk. And I get it that the Kansas City Chiefs have a top five offensive line in the NFL, wherever you want to rank yep, them. Yep. But they are about to embark on a challenge. On a challenge that they have not faced this season. The challenge of an Eagle pass rush that sacked the quarterback 573 times this year. Don't look it up. It just feels that way. That's right. And so while I believe you this time, I didn't two weeks ago about Mahomes' health. He's clearly going to be healthier on Sunday yeah. than he was two Sundays ago. And I'm just quoting Andy Reid. Well, what's he going to say? He's beat yeah. up? Uh, Andy Reid said he's fast. But the point is, like, you may be right. 
But that doesn't protect him from the most fearsome pass yep. rush we've seen in a very long time. And that's the thing that can break this entire game. Yeah, That's a part of what makes the Eagles special. So he could be as healthy as an ox. What if he's running for his life like he was in 2020, Craig? Well, then it's a different outcome. Well, then, guess what? We are watching that disgusting city celebrate a champion. Well, they're not. It's this, this is a wrap. I'm, I've now, I'm all in on this one. It's a wrap? It, it is a wrap. It's a wrap. And I'm not selling Philly short. I think they're going to compete. I don't think Kansas City wins by four touchdowns, but it's a wrap. Philadelphia has no idea what's coming its way. And by way. the way. And here's the thing. Yeah, yeah. You're talking about the most creative play caller in all football. Sure. And Andy Reid. Love Andy Reid. You're Reed. talking about a quarterback that does things that no other quarterback has the ability to do, mm -hmm. improvising at the level he improvises. You're talking about an unstoppable tight end, mm -hmm. as much as people try, in Travis Kelsey, and a defense and offensive line, both of which, while not as good as Philadelphia, top five in their own so, right. I, I say this with respect to Andy Reid. Please Andy Reid right is a, a great Hall of Fame NFL head coach. Yes, he is. Can you name me that many Hall of Fame coaches that have lost as many brutal postseason games as Andy Reid? Uh, it's going to be hard. I'll hang up and take your call uh, off air. Well, Bill Parcells is probably up there. As many times as Andy Reid? Probably close. Why don't you name all those losses? Probably, well, I mean, what, the Super Bowl with the Patriots? Uh, Super the Bowl AFC Patriots. Championship with the Jets? I mean, how about just leave it there? Okay. Stop right there. All right, you want to go with the Boop. Andy Reid one? Boop. 2020 Boop. against Tampa Bay. All the NFC Championship games while coaching Philadelphia. Yeah, what do you Blowing three of them, leads four of with Kansas City. Yeah. The Super Bowl in 04 in which they showed absolutely no urgency down the stretch. Right. Listen. Andy that was Reed. against, uh, that was the New one England. in Jacksonville, right? Yes, in Jacksonville. Right. That was and, the T.O. game. Yes. Yep. Andy Reid's a Hall of Fame head coach. Yeah. Not disputing that. But again, make a list. You can make this list yourself. Check Play it at home. How about Marv Levy? How many brutal Ooh. losses? Oh, four oh, Super Bowls, oh, I get it. Oh, 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 oh. How about but with Marv Andy Reid, it's everywhere. It's two Super Bowls. It's 5,000 NFC Championship games. Ask Eagle fans, by, by the way. way I think, Ask I them. Think, I don't think Marv Levy ever lost a championship game. He lost four Super Bowls, but I don't think he lost an AFC championship No, and that's game. the point about Andy Reid. Yeah. Like, it's easy to just go back to the Bills and say, well, they lost four Super Bowls. I get that. But look at the way they lost some of these games. Home NFC championship games. And again, if you don't believe me, ask our friends in Philly. Say, hey, guys. By the way, they hate Andy Reid. Your thoughts on Andy Reid in an NFC championship game at home. Yes. Let's see what they think. It's similar to the way Green Bay Packer fans feel about Aaron Rodgers against Jimmy Garoppolo. Ugh. That type of thing. Yeah. Like, he's really good. We could do a lot worse, but ugh. Craig, remember what the sentiment was about Andy Reid before the Chiefs won their first Super Bowl? Yeah. The sentiment was exactly what I'm saying. Everything I'm saying right now was the popular sentiment because it was true. Guy can't win the big one. Now, he's won a big one, and that's fantastic, but he's also piled up a few more brutal losses along the way. Yeah. Has he not, Craig? He has. We got lots to do. 877-337-6666. Obviously, last night's um, uh, historic moment with LeBron James. Uh, who is not one of the great Lakers of all time. Uh, we can get into that in a little bit. Obviously, the Super Bowl stuff. And I, th I, have a, I have a situation for all dads out there. Now, you have to have a daughter, though, to uh, really participate in this. If you have sons, you can just give your opinion. But you can't really relate unless you have a daughter. Now, you have two boys. Big Mac's got two boys. Uh, Tommy hates children, so he's not having any. So I'll shut but, up and listen. No, no, by all means, you could have an opinion on it. All right. But you can't really... Relate unless you had a daughter, all right? And your uh -huh. kids are so young, you wouldn't relate even if you did have a daughter. I was reading this story about Leonardo DiCaprio. 
Now, I like Leonardo DiCaprio. We have some mutual friends. People tell me he's a great guy. <laughs> so I'm going to accept the fact that he's a great guy. I have a 22-year-old daughter, all right, my beautiful princess, right? Mm -hmm. I'm reading the story that we talked about yesterday that Leonardo DiCaprio is allegedly now dating a new gal who is uh, rumored to be, oh, not rumored to be, rumored to be dating her, right. but she is 19 years old. She's a beautiful young woman. She looks like a model, pop, pop, pop. She's 19 years old. Leonardo DiCaprio is 40 four, whatever he might be, right? Mm -hmm. I'm a dad. If you're a father, as much as, oh, it's Leonardo DiCaprio, don't you disallow that, even though she's 19 and theoretically can make her own decisions? She's 19. She can't make her own decisions in my world. Do you say something? Do you get involved? Do you go have a little chat with Leonardo and say, look, sure you're a decent guy. I imagine you'll treat my daughter with great respect that she deserves. But if you come within 500 yards of her, <laughs> uh, you're not going to wake up tomorrow morning in a good position. Right. I'm just asking well, the question. Would you? I'd say something. I'd have to. So if your yeah. daughter is dating it's Leonardo not like DiCaprio. He, it's not like he's 26. Oh, seven years. Okay, I see that fine. Right. He's, how old is he? 48. 48 years old. Oh, he's 48. He's 48. He's 48. 48. Right. She's 19. And again, I'm sure he's a good guy. I'm sure she feels very comfortable and protected. And he's not doing anything untoward. She's 19. I got if I'm the dad, right. he and I are having a conversation. And what are you what are you saying though? What I'm saying Like, what's the conversation like? Leo says, yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, Craig, big okay. fan, but yeah. a bigger fan of your daughter. Yeah. That's the opening line. Go the ahead. The conversation, I'm not, and I'm not a tough guy. I'm not pretending to be a tough guy at all. I don't show up at the door with a bat or anything like that that we all talk about doing when we first have our daughters, right? Right, right. But there's a conversation. And the conversation, I can't say the words here on the radio, would make it very clear. That this is not happening. Well, first of all, after LeBron's post game, uh, I'm sorry, in <laughs> yeah. between game microphone yeah. speech, yeah. you're allowed to say whatever you want. Yes, I mean, having, having some <laughs> class and not cursing in the moment. But okay, fine. It wasn't rehearsed. I'll at least appreciate that. He didn't have like a, hey, go get me my speech that I wrote, right? Right. But there's going to be a conversation. So I'm Leo. I'm, hey, Craig, by the way, big fan of your shows. Love it. Yeah. Though I'm a bigger fan of your daughter. Yeah. Great to meet you. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Go ahead. Uh-uh. What do you mean, uh-uh? Uh-uh. Great, great to meet you. Great to meet you. Uh-uh. Is there a uh -uh. problem? Uh-uh. Is there a problem, sir? Oh, there's going to be a problem. What's that? And I don't care that she's crying upstairs telling me not to have this <laughs> conversation. Did you ever see, uh, and I'm going to block on the movie with, with, uh, with 50 Cent, when uh, he's a bank robber? And the kid comes to pick his daughter up for the prom. Now, in that one, it's age appropriate. It's yeah. two high school kids going to the prom. And he walks the young kid into the garage. Yes, I have actually seen that. Yeah. And there's eight or nine nasty dudes yeah. yes. who are all jacked up. What right? movie is that? Because I saw that recently. Is it Den of Thieves? Is yes. that the name of it? Yeah, Den of Thieves. I may have even showed it to Maybe you. Maybe that's where I saw yeah. it, actually. And he, he brings the kid into the garage. Yes. And there's eight guys who literally will kill you with their stare. <laughs> and the kid understands, I will have your daughter home by 10, <laughs> sir. Right? Yes. It's something like that. <laughs> yeah. So... 
It's something like that. Well, first that. of all, uh, yeah. as Leonardo DiCaprio, I haven't seen any yeah. movie I'm not in, so I'm sorry. I'm unfamiliar yeah, with that well, movie. Well, go watch Den of Thieves. <laughs> I call every guy that looks like he works out that I, I know, <laughs> and I tell him to meet me in my basement. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but what's the cutoff? Like, you if your daughter is 25, is that okay? No. So, 30. No. So basically, you don't want your daughter dating anybody. No. Oh, obviously, no dad wants her daughter dating anybody, but I recognize my daughter's going to fall in love and, yo, <laughs> and do things. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm, aware, I'm aware of that. Right. But no 50-year-old man is dating my 19-year-old daughter. Well, he's not 50. He's 48. Same damn thing. Same damn thing. I'm sorry. I can't tolerate it. And again, I like Leonardo DiCaprio. Right. But not in my house. <laughs> and I want to be clear. I am not a tough guy. I hope I'm not trying to come across like, hey, forget about him. No. I'm just a dad. A dad that's not going to stand by while a 50-year-old picks my 19-year-old up to take her out. You are Or, so... hey, dad, I'm going to Ibiza for the weekend. <laughs> no, you are not. You're that's s- what you're not doing. You're very right about something you said earlier. I can't possibly right. answer you have this. two boys. <laughs> I really can't. Right. You're going to be on the receiving end of a phone call one day. <laughs> We're right. You tell Spence to stay 100 <laughs> yards away from my daughter. I'm waiting for that one. <laughs> uh, you, you, you will be too, Big Mac. You don't get it. You do not get it. No. Nope. No, we admit we do what not if, get it. What that. if, like, Demi Moore came to pick up your son? Now, I will say this. Well, are you serious? I'm saying. Um, What's up? <laughs> I acknowledge that there is an uh, unacceptable double standard when it comes to men versus women. That being said, a 50-year-old Demi Moore, who I adore, is not taking my 19-year-old son out on a date. It's not happening. Sorry, not sorry. See, I don't know if now, I agree with I that. I have different concerns, obviously. But my 19-year-old son is not dating, you know, Dolly Parton. Well, first of all, okay, I didn't offer Off an opinion. I didn't offer an opinion on the daughter thing, so I'm not a hypocrite because I didn't offer you an opinion. Go. I'm only offering the opinion on the son thing. And Fair Matt, enough. You tell me if you're on the same page. You guys page. only have boys, so that's fine. Go ahead. I think uh, I would let them go out. I'd have a conversation with Miss Moore before, obviously. Miss Moore. I would. I show Your her son respect. would call her Miss Moore. <laughs> So would I, by the way. <laughs> she's old enough to be your dad. Yeah, she's 60, so it's a little bit Yeah, older. so it's a fair question, and I do acknowledge that there is a double standard to a point, but no, no. And by the way, if you're 50, looking to date a 19-year-old, there's something wrong with you. Well, can I ask you a question then? There's something wrong with no, you. No, hold on. I'm going to get specific then. Let's go with your oldest son, yeah. Sonny. Yep, Sonny will be 21 in a month, a right. couple months. He's at a, a, an establishment after he turns 21, and he happens to meet Miss Rachel Green. We were talking about her yesterday. Rachel Green. Oh, for Jennifer friends? Aniston. Yeah. And they hit it off. Yeah. How old is she? They've got a great... Look it up. They have a great conversation. Yeah. And she says, you know, yeah. take you out. No. Excuse me? The answer is no. She's no? 53 years old. 53. The answer is no. You would say no to Sonny You're going out with Rachel Green? You're not woman your father's age. The answer is no. Yeah, but she's Jennifer Aniston. I understand that. She's Jennifer Aniston. Ooh, she's so hot. No. The answer is no. Wow, so you're not a hypocrite. I mean, I admire you for that. Now, I have different concerns. If he came home and said, guess what? I just shagged Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> I might give him a high five and tell him never again. <laughs> but if I'm given the choice to prevent it, I prevent it. 
hundred percent. I think I'm going to let my I sons live their to life. I the movie theater and I do everything in my power to separate them, <laughs> as if they're going to movies. These days. Big Mac, would you let your son go out with John? Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, we're not twenty year olds. So. I, I know it's your weird. Your kids are so young. It's hard. To, I, I mean, the difference between Jennifer Anderson and a and a you know quote unquote typical fifty three year old is different. Thank you. How do you say no? You can't go date a movie star. Like it's hard. Yeah. It's hard. Same thing with same thing kind of with. So you let him date a movie star, but not a guy it's, that works at Wawa. Right, I know it's not. It's not <laughs> right. right. This whole thing is not right. Yeah. Yeah. The whole thing is not right. Yeah. I feel comfortable what, answering what if, these questions. Uh, what if a nineteen-year-old Craig Carton wanted to date Bette Midler or somebody like that, Bette and you got Bo stopped? Derek. How would you feel as the nineteen-year-old? Can you put well, yourself listen, in that obviously, shoes? Obviously, your parents make decisions that you don't like. That's a part of being a kid. Yeah, but, yeah, you but you're that. not though. You're nineteen. Yeah, at nineteen, you're, not a kid. you're saying would I defy my parents' orders? Yeah, I'm I just think, saying I think like most nineteen-year-old yeah, kids yeah, try to exactly. Of right. I'm not. Listen, I know the kid's gonna try to get around me and do it anyway. Right. Exactly. I, I accept that as a parent. But I'm going to make it very clear that if I see it happen or I catch you, yo, the Leonardo, yeah, his name ain't going to be Leonardo anymore. <laughs> and again, I am not a tough guy. I'm just a dad. That's it. Nothing more, nothing I, less. I respect that. Yeah. I just know from our end of things, <laughs> yeah, if our boys. son is dating someone yeah. like that. Now look, I got I mean, three boys Pat, on the back. Go ahead, but, pal. But even like, what if Leo said, I'm going to take her to my next movie premiere? Are you yeah, going like, to no, rob her of that damn like, right experience that Guess would be? What, honey? I'll buy the popcorn. Yeah. You sit next to your father. No. We'll <laughs> like, watch yeah. Titanic 2. I, in the new Scorsese film, De Niro's yeah. going to be there. We're all sitting Great. at the table. Scorsese, I want to bring your daughter and all yeah. above board. No, you and can't You can't go, honey. You can't correct. have you an experience go. that there's a handful of people on this planet that can say they had. That's right. Okay. That's right. All right. You can't go. You. All right. Premiere my ass. <laughs> yeah, that's the. I know where you're going before and after the premiere. <laughs> yeah, and daddy's not allowing There'll be it. another premiere. Exactly right. Look at this. You've never seen this. Oh, is that right? That's okay. a premiere. <laughs> I can't have it. I cannot have it. All right, we'll get all your calls. 877-337-6666. Uh, coming to you live from the Town Fair Tire Studios, powered by Town Fair Tire. Nobody beats Town Fair Tire. Nobody. Hey, no. I'm Bo Derek, and I have Lynn Sanity. Well, you bet you do, Bo Derek. <laughs> now, I'm 53. I'm going to do what I want. Yeah, but I'm what, not 19. When you were 19, how old yes. was she? Uh, Bo Derek's going to be 75 now. About, okay, right? so let's do the math. Let, let's just say for the sake of argument, she's 25 years older than me. Okay. I, I probably, she's probably eat less than that. I'll look it up so we have an answer. Yeah, I'm not I'm not suggesting the 19-year-old's not going to want to. It's my job to not let them. That's Bo what Derek was born in 1956. Yeah, she's 66, 66 years old, so it's not that big of a difference because you're already 60. So you guys are almost the same age. Yeah, so that doesn't count. Yeah, it's not a good comparison. Yeah, like you guys if I are too was 21 and she was 25, that's, I got no problem with that. Yeah. I'm good with that. Yeah, I mean, and then you start getting, you know. Look, when your daughter's in kindergarten, she can't date a guy who's a sophomore in college. Right? Well, yeah. Right. That, right, well, that applies throughout well, life. That applies throughout life. There's <laughs> under no right. circumstance. <laughs> 60 and 78, not cool? Well, and listen, with my Robert yet, Kraft yeah. would like to have a word with you, <laughs> sir. At what age? Well, now, but you just said in high school uh, versus... Like, when my daughter's 50, if Robert Kraft wants to date her, have a nice time. Yeah, no but once you're 2021, 20, haven't you entered that world? No, you haven't. You're an adult. Nope, no, you're, you're a not. legal adult. You're not an adult. They could draft and, f and you could fight in a war. Yeah, you can smoke cigarettes, you can gamble, you can get stoned. 
Great. You know, you can't have sex with Robert Kraft. So let me get this straight. <laughs> you can die defending our country. That's right. But you can't sleep with a famous actor or actress? Not one that's 30 years older than you. How no, you cannot. You? How Sorry. dare you? Uh, how dare me is right. How dare you? WFAN, WFAN-FM, and WFAN.com. Uh, we say hi to Bobby on the fan. Bobby, good afternoon. How you doing, pal? Gentlemen, good. How are you? Doing great. What's up, Cookie? Beautiful. I want to ask about the Jets QB situation. Yeah, let me ask if you a they, quick question. Are you a Jet fan? I am a Jet fan. So if someone said to you, you got to sit in that black hole for four days with no uh, sound, no light, no nothing, just you alone with your thoughts, and that would prove to Aaron Rodgers that you want him that badly, would you do it? As long as there's food, I'm in. <laughs> I'm with you on that, by the way. Fair answer right there. I am with you on that 100%. <laughs> You're funny. If we strike out on the Shaman, cars going to New Orleans probably, what's going to happen? What do you want, Evan? Uh, what do I want? That's a tough question because the want is out the door. Is out the door. And the other wants that I could come up with are not realistic. I would want Lamar Jackson. I would want to call Detroit about Jared Goff. But I don't think either of those things are happening. So what would I want to do? It's brutal because none of these things excite me. Like, I could sit here and say, Ryan Tannehill, we'll go with him. Uh, really? I could say, uh, I Jimmy Garoppolo, let's go with him. The options after Carr and Rodgers are a major drop-off because I don't think Jackson and Goff, two guys that I would love, I don't think they're realistic. Should I say go after Daniel Jones or Geno Smith? I don't think they're realistic either, so I could waste my time by bringing it up. I just think the options become very, very blah. Let me ask you this question. If you had to answer the question with one or the other, you can't say neither, neither, any of that stuff, right? Yep. And I said, you're a Jet fan, and I'm giving you the choice. You get one of these two guys, but these are the two guys you're choosing from, and you have to pick one. Go ahead. Jimmy Garoppolo, Danny Jones. Oh, Danny Jones. In a minute, right? Yeah, yeah, but I just don't think it's that realistic. No, I, neither do I. I think he's a giant. I think that deal's probably close to being done. And on March 15th, it'll be wrapped up, signed, sealed, and he's a giant quarterback for the next four or five years. I'm going to give you an answer. Yeah. I'm going to give you an answer because I, I, I feel like I owe it. So you ask a question, you got to get an answer. You can't dance around it all day. Please don't kill me for saying this. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. I'm going to give an answer. You're giving me the quarterback answer. If Derek Carr goes to New Orleans, Aaron Rodgers stays in Green Bay or goes to the Raiders... Uh, Danny Jones stays with the Giants. Jared Goff's Jared not traded. Goff stays in so Detroit. amongst the realistic, gettable guys that are clearly uh, available, uh -huh. I'm going to give you an answer. Don't say Brock Purdy. He's it under is, contract. It is not Brock Purdy. And he's having surgery next week. It is not Brock Purdy. Not Brock Purdy. It is not oh, I, know, Lance. I know where you're going. I don't think you do. I think I might. I think I'm going to surprise you with this. Well, you'd surprise me if you said Baker Mayfield. It's not Baker Mayfield. Okay. So that would have been a surprise if you said Baker Mayfield. I thought about it because, again, okay. one of my options. This guy <laughs> has been underratedly really good the last three years. Underratedly really good and as a had, starter? He's been a starting quarterback. He's not young, but he's also not Aaron uh, Rodgers. I know where you're going. Yeah. Matt Ryan. It's not Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan said yesterday, I got a lot of football left. Uh, he Marcus could Mariota. whatever the hell he wants. Yeah. He doesn't. Marcus, and I don't need Sal telling uh, me what kind of teacher he is. I don't need a teacher. Uh, I want a quarterback. Marcus Mariota. It's not Marcus Mariota. Jameis Winston. It's not Jameis Winston. Am I close? No. I'm not even can, close. Can I take a guess? No. One guess. Uh, Andy Dalton. It's not Andy, it. oh, the red rifle. It's not Andy Dalton. Not Andy Dalton. It is a guy who I think would come back 
to the AFC East Bobby looking for oh. blood. He would say, okay, you gave up on me. Oh. I proved I was pretty good. Well, and Garoppolo, now I'm though. back. Is it Jimmy? Yeah. Good idea because, right, AFC East, yeah. not Jimmy. Not Jimmy Garops. AFC East, come back to the AFC come back. East. And listen, the Chad guy Henny. proved enough. That's a good one. The guy <laughs> proved he's good enough to quarterback a team yeah. that got the number one seed in the AFC. Uh, right, Tanner. That's not that big a stretch. Like you came up with some guy that's played terrible who football. Said, who said I did? I said I mean, he's been underrated the guy's last few won years. like seven deficient titles. In 2020 and 2021, he was like 23 and 10. He put up some big numbers. He's kind of learned the errors of his ways from Miami. He's My a, only concern is he got hurt, obviously. Yeah. missed a bunch of time. But before that, was healthy the last he two years. He was a pretty durable guy. He's played in a lot of big games. Yeah. So he's um, he also played lousy. He's also in some a small and big games. <laughs> By the way, I, if, I don't think the Jet fan base... Would like uh, Joe Douglas if he said, "Here's our veteran quarterback that we promised you, ladies and gentlemen, Ryan Tannehill." I think there'd be a problem. Now, listen, I, I it's know, better than what we got. But Craig, 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 and there's no competition that. for the job. I, but yeah, I know that's not the best answer. But again, our caller brought up something that's scaring me. It's scaring all of us. It's not Derek Carr, and it's not Aaron Rodgers. And for the sake of this conversation, we don't believe Lamar Jackson's realistic. Daniel Jones is realistic. Even Geno Smith's realistic. Because right. I don't think they are. So if you accept that, all of what I said at face value, who's the best option? Uh, listen. Who's the best option? I don't think there's a clear-cut answer. It, obviously. So me yeah. saying Ryan Tannehill is I not a full-throated right. right. endorsement of him. Yeah. It's... You want me to pick someone from the bunch? Kind of like how I said Brian Cashman is the best GM in New York and how the Tampa Bay Buccaneers won the NFC South? Someone's got to win it, even if you don't love that person. Yeah, that's true. So that ultimately, true. that's my decision. Here's uh, Peter in Connecticut on the fan. Big Petey, what's up, buddy? Hey, how are you? So I have my little thoughts on uh, the uh, Michael Irvin uh, situation. Um, so one of the networks that dropped him was ESPN. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. So ESPN is owned by the parent company Disney, which owns ABC. And if you read the post today, there's a story in there at the rampant sexual misconduct with the uh, one of the anchors there. The guy. Yeah. That's, uh, the Good Morning America fire. three cast. It was uh, yeah, first. It's, it's the two anchors were right, getting but it there, on, but there are, and now yes. But there are accusations now, that ABC News is like I, a culture of sex and there's sex here and there's sex so now, there and so now it's you got everywhere. ESPN, Owned by Disney, owns yeah. ABC. There's got to be zero tolerance. And maybe he spoke to a girl who worked there or who worked at ESPN or whatever. He didn't realize it, and maybe he made that a you know uh, that that you know said you want to yeah. which is which is what why is that criminal today? And this guy from uh, the guy from ABC is. Matt Lauer was persecuted. This guy started getting away with it. I, I like would not use. Uh, first off, we don't go with what about ism on this show. Number two, persecuted I would not, not use Matt Lauer as an example of a guy persecuted, <laughs> yeah, considering the stuff that we've later learned about him at work. Yeah, are you uh, serious? Yeah, he was persecuted. Uh, but it does uh, seem that it wasn't just T.J. Holmes and Amy Robach having a consensual adult relationship. No, that's not just it. It's apparently. now. Apparently, accusations of, at least on the home side, of a lot more than that. Yeah. 
I think that. But I don't. I mean, I don't know. I think that maybe I'm naive. There was a credible voice making an accusation mm. against Michael Irvin, who has a track record, unfortunately. And if I'm not mistaken, NFL Network, I think, was the first to say, you're off. Yeah, don't forget, the NFL Network had their own sexual harassment scandal, sure. was it five, six, seven years ago, fired half their on, on-air staff. Yes. Because of it. Yes. So they uh, apparently were very sensitive and acted very quickly. Yeah. Now, to be clear here, we don't know what happened. We do know there's nothing physical that happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's video of the whole thing. There's a handshake goodbye, but for 45 seconds to a minute, whatever... There's a conversation that took place that was so objectionable to this gal that she went and said something. Yeah. And to their credit, we'll find out if it was worthy or not. They acted very fast. Very quick, yes. Which you have to at least appreciate that. There was no, hey, we'll get back to you. It was, okay, thank you. We'll make sure you're safe. Right. That's how it sounds, right? Yeah, I think my initial reaction with most of these things is I believe the person who is making the accusation. Yeah, yeah, doesn't yeah, mean they're you know always, what, Evan, it's always true, you but can't I be naive, believe it. But you have to go into it assuming the person's not that much of a wacko to invent something that didn't right, take place, because right. that's a sicko that does right. that. Right, it doesn't mean it never happens. I just think that normally your reaction, I'd assume, is similar to mine, which is, I believe the person. Yes. And I, what doesn't help... It's like you want to believe someone who uh, accuses uh, someone of sexual or some type of misconduct... Because you have to be a sick freak to make that up. Sure. That being and, said, you also hope it didn't happen. And look, in fairness, I think this is the reality. Michael Irvin's first response was to either lie and not remember even talking to the woman. Right. That doesn't help. Nope. And then, yeah, your resume matters. Yeah. Because I think him saying, what are you talking about? I went right to my room, and they're like, Mike, we ha-. <laughs> like it's on video, man. We got you. You didn't. Right. Like, if he came out and said, I came back... I went to the bar, I didn't see anybody I recognized, had a quick conversation with a gal, shook her hand goodbye, went to my room. His story becomes a lot more believable, no, Absolutely, whatever the story is. But uh, I did get good news uh, during the last commercial break. Oh, did you read the thing about Joe Montana? Because I agree with you. Great the, news. The thing about Joe Montana? Oh, he's my favorite player of all time. No, I didn't read the thing about Joe Montana. Oh, oh Big Mac, he doesn't know. <laughs> No, I did not. Oh, you don't know about Joe Montana? I know who Joe Montana is, of course. I know Joe Montana. I've met him many times. You know what? I'll save it for later for you. Is that right? <laughs> Joe Montana said something that makes you happy? I think Joe Montana. Oh, here we go. You're going to buy sketches now? I think Joe Montana never really appreciated him. Never did. Until I heard what Joe Montana really thinks. About? About Tom Brady. Oh, is that right? Oh, yeah. He's jealous of my man Brady, huh? Yeah. <laughs> oh, somebody wants Something to go back, great, huh? Great, great article was written by Wright Thompson of ESPN. Okay. Just a brilliant article in which he writes... Yeah. There's something about Brady that specifically seems to irritate Joe Montana. I can tell you what it is. Friends it's say... Good. Friends say he'd be happy if Patrick Mahomes won eight titles. Wow. But the truth is, the men are similar. They're driven by similar emotions to be great. Ultimately, Montana may not care about ring count, but watching himself get knocked down, spot a fire's deep, powerful impulses, and trips old wires even now. His friends told a story that while Joe, cool Joe, was watching the Patriots-Seahawks Super Bowl Uh and the interception was thrown, Montana was visibly angry. Give the ball to Moore! 
are done. Really? Joe Montana is me. Joe Montana is Big Mac. Joe Montana is us. He hates Tom Brady. Joe, I love you, pal. Well, well why doesn't he like Tom Brady? Because he's an arrogant douche. Why? Because he didn't uh, kiss the uh, the uh, statue that Montana built of himself? Brady loved Montana growing right? up. No, I think Brady he loved was Montana, Montana growing up. Yeah. As a San Francisco kid. Or is Joe Montana upset that nobody thinks of him as the GOAT anymore? Oh, some people Does that wouldn't. bother Joe Montana? Don't attack you. Somebody passed him on the GOAT list <laughs> and he can't live with himself anymore? <laughs> is that what happened? Did Huey Lewis also dump his ass? <laughs> Did he realize that sketches don't make your back any better? <laughs> wow. That is pathetic. A 66-year-old man. Upset that a younger quarterback who idolized him has had a better career than him. Your career stands for itself. You're a Hall of Famer. Wow. I'm reading the article now. Montana calls Brady the guy in Tampa. I told you. Hates him. What? I, I got to tell you, Big Mac, did you ever know how great? We always knew Joe Montana was great. But as a person, like as a guy who gets it, yeah, he gets it. I tried to, I tried to tell you this the other day. When I said he was the best, you, you jumped all over me that he's the best Super Bowl quarterback. I jumped know. all over me. Who I is? shouldn't have said Joe Montana. Stop. Yeah, you know what? He's I the think, best performer in the game. You can't I argue. Think, I think first, can't argue first off, first off, uh, for a singular and a uh, Super Bowl, we all know that Phil Simms arguably the greatest game of all time. That's yeah. number one. Sure. Number two, this is what I hate about you know comparing eras and when older guys now bitch and moan about what younger guys in a new generation of football did when their accomplishments statistically outdo what you did. No one is saying Joe Montana is any less of a quarterback than he was. He is one of the greats of all time. Brady's Craig, better. Craig, you're missing the point. Suck it. You're not listening. And that's your that's your fault, and I'm going to try to help you out <laughs> Yeah, here. go ahead. One of the things I mentioned early on from this article is that Joe Montana hopes Patrick Mahomes wins eight titles. So this is not about rings. This is not because about stats. Because he will be compared to Montana. Because, no, because Tom Brady is a fake Oh, stop. Deuce. Yeah. And he looks at and Joe Montana was so relatable. Yeah, okay. Joe Montana yeah. just doesn't like Tom Brady. Oh, it's doesn't? not about rings. It's oh. not about comparisons. That's why he roots for does Pat. Does he feel bad that he went to Kansas City and didn't win a Super Bowl? Got to a championship and game. And Tom Brady <laughs> went to Tampa and did win a Super Bowl? Look, oh, it's I'm sorry, Joe. It's about the You're fact. You're the second best Super Bowl quarterback of all time. It's just, and I can argue that Terry Bradshaw's ahead of you. It's just about the fact that Joe sees through Tom Brady. Yeah. And a lot of people can't. You're one of them. You're one of the sheep. You can't see through it. <laughs> Is you that see right? the smile. You see the six-pack. You see everything. You're that blinded you by just underwear adore. ads. Yeah. It's true. I'm not blinded by anything see, but greatness. Here's what me, Big Mac, and Joe have in common. I just Joe. call him Joe nowadays. What a clown. We see through the phoniness. We know what Tom Brady really is. A great quarterback. A great quarterback, but a douche. Good for Joe Montana. Yeah, Joe Montana was such an approachable, likable guy. Ask Steve Young what he was like. <laughs> Be Joe Montana's back. Ask Jimmy Garoppolo yeah, exactly. what it was like with yeah. Tom Brady. Yeah, Ask traded. him what it was he like. Got traded. Yeah, why did he get traded? Because my, uh, Brady said, get him out. Because Tom Brady was so yeah. insecure. Yeah. He said, get that better oh, looking that right? guy than me. And yeah. that's what that I was don't about. That part. It was about the fact that he yeah. looked at a he quarterback. He was dating Giselle Bunch and then married her, but yeah. he was worried about Jimmy Garoppolo's yeah. good looks. Because Jimmy was dating porn stars. And Tom Brady was. I'd rather date Giselle. 
with all due respect to That's my fine. dear friend Tom Brady. That's great for yeah. you. He was threatened yeah. by Garoppolo. And what was uh, Steve Young to Joe Montana? That's irrelevant. That's Why a is what that about is We're talking about Tom Joe being Joe Montana a was a scumbag That's to Steve Young. Irrelevant. Ask him about it. Irrelevant. He hated what? Steve Young with a passion. What aboutism? What yeah, aboutism? That's not what aboutism. In fact, I hear what aboutism. That's called apples to apples, no, dust to dust. Not at all. That's what that's called, big fella. Zero. That's not what aboutism. That's apple here, apple there. And guess what the difference is? Go. Tom Brady yeah. got Jimmy gone. And then what did he do after Jimmy G got traded? Won four more Super Bowls. He didn't win four more yeah, Super Bowls. Yeah, he did. And second of all, Joe Montana yeah. was the one that got exiled yeah. after and he won. Did he win again? He didn't. He got to an AFC championship. And did Steve Young win a Super Bowl? He did. Yeah, that's right. Joe Montana's a, a typical older player who's now bitter and jealous no. that people aren't sucking up to him anymore. Why is he rooting? Because there's a new sheriff in town. Why? Shame on you, Joe Montana. Why is he rooting for Mahomes? You can't answer it. Because Tom Brady took his shine away. So he wants Pat to take Tom's side yes, away. Mahomes, if he ever bested Brady, he's not besting Montana. He's besting Brady. So the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Bingo! Or Patrick Mahomes. And here's the thing about Pat. And you'll admit this. We'll all admit this. Yeah. He's an insanely likable guy. Yes, he is. No doubt we about that. We all agree on and that. Brady was at the very beginning, but... Oh, yeah. How many times honest. can you watch that phony put his hands on his head like he's stunned? Oh, I won the Super Bowl. Oh, my God. It's so amazing. organic and awesome. And here's the truth about Patrick Mahomes. Andy Reid was a loser until he got there. Oh, stop it. Stop it. I mean, was he not? Guy took a bad Eagles team with a quarterback throwing up in the huddle during the Super Bowl what was his, to a Super Bowl. What was his record in NFC Championship games? Let me guess. One, one and one, four. 0-2, 0-3. Oh I just said one, one and four. One and four. One and four. Huh. That's right. One and four. Huh. Yeah. And then Patty walked through How many door. Super Bowls did Joe Montana win without a certain guy named Bill Walsh? It's irrelevant. Well, maybe it was Bill Walsh who gets credit. <laughs> Don't play this game. <laughs> I love Joe Montana. Uh, I really do. I think he's a good guy. He's finally shown his true colors. He's finally letting it all hang out. He knows the truth. He's jealous. It's pathetic. He knows the truth. Uncle Billy's got a good point on Twitter. Uh, The stories are true that Joe Montana once denied uh, entry to one of his uh, after-game parties to Rudy Rudiger because he's jealous of them making a movie after Rudy at Notre Dame. And also, Montana won as many Super Bowls without Walsh as Brady won without Belichick because Joe won one without him and Tom won one without Bill. So that argument goes away. Good night. No, it doesn't. Uh, NJ, NJ, Tom, Tom, 78, and Craigie regarding Montana. F you, Craig. F you, okay? That's right. Still love love you, though. (laughs) That's right. See, I appreciate that. I don't mind the FUs, but end it on a positive note. Sure. F you, Carton, but I still love you. I appreciate it. Or end it with, have a blessed day. Have a blessed day. (laughs) Yeah. I got to come up with something new that's getting old. (laughs) It's getting out there a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. Great job by Joe Montana. Great job wanna, doing what? You want to call him up, get him on the show so we could roast Brady together? That'd be a lot of fun. No, because you know what he'll do now? Typical Montana. Now he's going to hide from the comments. Oh, is he? He probably did this article. Probably afterwards, like, hey, man, don't make a big deal about that. I don't know. I probably shouldn't have said it. Uh, you got me in a weak moment. I had a couple of glasses of 1800. And now it's going to be like people are going to want to interview him because now it's news. Tomorrow to blow up even more. Super Bowl week, right? And he's going to be like, yeah, I really rather not say it. I wouldn't even be shocked if he retracts the statement. 
a trap. Well, he didn't say anything. It's just reporting about how he feels. taken out of context. And by, you know what Joe I should do? I respect Tom Brady. You know what Joe should do? You know I respect Tom this. Do? Forget yeah. Tom. Who cares yeah. about Tom? Tom should uh, disown Joe Montana. Whatever. Joe, Joe Montana. Montana should go to the Super Bowl wearing a Patrick Mahomes jersey. Hey, Kansas City Kansas Chiefs. City. Once a chief, always Kansas a chief. Kansas City's got that. Did you see, by the way, Jerry Rice at the NFC Championship game? Like, he must have gotten divorced, is my guess. Can you look it up? I'll guarantee you that Jerry Rice is no longer married. Why? What makes you think First, that? Before I tell you why, let me just see if you can prove that point to me or not. I am convinced that Jerry Rice is not married anymore. You want me to look that up? Uh, Tommy's checking up right now. I'm usually quicker than Tommy. Uh, Fair enough. Good. Yeah, he's married. No, is he same wife? Oh, no, they got divorced in 2009. Bingo. Okay. Knew it. Does Jerry Rice have a wife? He may have been remarried, I guess, but probably not. Yeah, he got remarried for sure. He's had two wives. Uh, Yeah, he got married in 2019. All right, so it's a new wife. You can do whatever you want with the new wife. New wife. It's the old wife that you can't do whatever you want because she was there at the beginning. I knew it. I effing knew it. Well, what are you basing this on? His behavior. Well, what what happened? Jerry Rice was like um, like IBM. Jerry Rice was always like uber proper, like conservative type guy. It seemed like right? right. Always was very thoughtful in what he said, how he acted. Was very aware of his public image. Always like a finely dressed man. Always very like even keeled. Uh, right? That's what I remember Jerry Rice. And I've interviewed him probably twenty times. You and Joe probably did at some point as well. Mm-hmm. Super Bowls, whatever. Right. And then the last couple years, he started letting it out a little bit. Started wearing, like, you know, some crazy chains and doing, like, funny things on sidelines and not wearing, like, a IBM kind of Watergate-type suit. And he was uh, acting out a bit in a good way, like a playful way. Right. Like, he was enjoying life, you could tell. And uh, I've seen that look before on certain guys. It's like they <laughs> they got rid of some dead weight. And uh, in, <laughs> my gut was Jerry Rice is enjoying life as a single That's man. That's what you got out of this? And it turns out I'm right. No, you're not because he got married three no, years ago. No, this started four or five years ago. And now the new wife is like, I'm just happy to be married to Jerry Rice. If that's how he acts, let him act the way he acts. The wife you've been with since day one is like, who? that's so not you. So you think this, at, this new Jerry Rice started like five years ago? Yeah, the new Jerry Rice started... He then meets a girl as the new Jerry Rice, right. and she's like, I'm the new Jerry Rice, right? Do what you want. <laughs> the old Mrs. Rice is like, that ain't you, and you ain't acting like that. Yeah. That's interesting. That's my theory on that. Huh. Yeah. The second wife lets you get away with murder. I'm looking at videos that Jerry Rice was giving it back to Eagle fans. Yeah, you see, like, that's not old school yet. Jerry Rice. Yeah. I knew it. So Sometimes you have to give me credit for having a sixth sense on that. That's good sense, I guess. Yeah. yeah. That... Maybe Joe Montana's, like, dying or something. And he's like, before I die, I just got to get this out. I hate Tom Brady. <laughs> like, if my... I don't want to, but if Montana died on Monday, he'd be like, ah, oh, now it makes sense. I, I it was like a that, dying thing. You wanted people to think of him as the GOAT, so he took a shot at Brady on the way I, out. I think that... I would get that. You can kind of keep the hate built in for a long time, but eventually, you just let it out. I mean, Tom has done so much stuff over the last few years that make you say... He's amazing? I'm just done with him. Oh, not me. I've gone the other way. I know you have, and it's yep. disgusting, to be honest with you. I have absolutely done a full 180 on Tom Brady. Yeah. By the way, have you seen that uh, 80 for Brady? No. Got 90% approval ratings from people who've seen it. Really? Well, guess and what even Rotten Tomatoes get. gave it a good review. Guess what it didn't get? When Tommy, I put a, please stop burping. I've asked when, you a million times. To, it's disrespectful to the audience. When Sorry. I put okay. a poll out on Twitter last week, and our audience, our yeah. loyal, beloved audience, yeah. and I said, what would you rather see? 
Yeah. 80 for Brady yeah. or the LeBron James remake yeah. of House yeah, Party. They, they didn't know that Rita Moreno it was and... a blowout. You got your ass kicked. Fair enough. The Fair audience enough. rejected but they it haven't for Brady. seen either movie, and the people that did are raving about it. Plus, Lily Tomlin naked? What are we doing? <laughs> How are we not going to see but that? But that's a part of what you're a part of now, which is America's ass-kissing of Tom Brady. His movie's great. It is. His hair is great. It is. His six-pack is great. It is. Everything's great about him. Meanwhile, LeBron yeah. James breaks an all-time points record, yeah. and the first thing people want to bring up is, they lost the game. They Anthony did. Davis hates him. Like, everything. Also true. Everything. Not only that, and he only scored two points in the fourth quarter no, in a I game get that. they lost by three. I get that. How Tom look in his last game he ever played? I uh, completed more passes than everybody else. He made the playoffs with a sub-500 record. Yeah. No, listen, it happens. And he got destroyed by a team that wasn't any good. It happens sometimes. It, it happens. happens. Every once in a while, it America happens. kisses the ass of Tom Brady. Yeah. And I a lot we'll of times, a lot of times, rightfully so, we'll go after LeBron. But Tom Brady, oh my God, you can't say that. His farts, they smell like perfume. Matter of fact, I've been in the room, they do. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> hibiscus flowers. It's the most fascinating uh, fart I've ever smelled in it's my entire life. Lentil life. soup. Lentil soup, that's right. <laughs> Although I've, I've, been, I've been drinking a lot of Welch's grape soda lately. Gives me diarrhea. Oh, you know what? Yeah. I wanted to mention this to you. Good. I guess maybe the time, I, I don't know what the time frame you said on it was. Yeah. But drinking a lot of grape soda, there's a ginger ale in front of you. Wasn't there like this no soda thing you're talking about? I'm not about? drinking soda anymore. Yeah. That's right. I started that on Monday, did I not? I told you starting on Monday. So you're not drinking soda I would anymore. not drink any more soda. We just said. Right. I'm drinking a lot of grape soda No, I had lately. been. I had been. And they, <laughs> I had that's been. like a, that's yeah. a ginger, ginger ale. Ginger ale's not soda. Oh, ginger ale's not soda. No. Okay. No. No. It's flavored club You soda. knew that this little game of him not <laughs> drinking soda was not going to last. I, I kind well, of I'm think just curious. The Welch's grape, which is the best grape soda ever made, everyone knows that's my favorite of all time, gives me daily diarrhea. So I think it's a net positive for me. I'm losing weight. I'm enjoying a soda I love. And I'm skipping breakfast. That's a win where I come from. <laughs> sure. Is that not a win where you guys come from? You're well on your way well, to looking like Tom Brady. You rationalized it. I give you that. Yeah. 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 I'm down a couple pounds. Sure you are. For real. Okay. Yeah, but, you know. What? There's a lot of sugar in it. So well, the, the waste isn't necessarily losing what you want it to lose. It was in me. Now it's out of me. I, I had to lose granted, weight when it came there, out. There are positives to that. <laughs> yes, I don't know if you really call that necessarily weight loss. Uh, listen, I'm enjoying it. Uh, so don't don't rob me. I know how you lose weight. You have a clever trick. When you weigh yourself at the beginning of the week, you put every article of clothing you have on. No, just a couple sweatshirts. Get your weight. <laughs> and then the next time you weigh yourself, you naked. buck naked no. in the morning. <laughs> He tries to do the thing I've seen people do at Essen where they put half of their food on the uh, scale and hope that <laughs> I, they're, not, the way, they're not... I have done that where I put one leg on, yeah. and I'm like, eh, good enough. That's the number. I don't really want to see where it goes with the, with the other <laughs> leg. I have done that. That's funny. I think everyone's done that at some point. The one leg balancing act on a scale. And, I, like, and, and as a heavy set man, you know what used to really bother me a lot? And you don't see it as much because I don't know. When the I scale said one at a time? I, yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> That's actually a good line. <laughs> no, when I, used to, I guess I don't go to doctors as much. I went as a kid. Yeah. But anyone who steps on a scale wearing sneakers, you can go F yourself. I agree Because you're you. not interested in what you weigh. Right. You have no damn interest. You don't care. In, you don't care. I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I would never get I went on a through, scale with sneakers I went, on. I went through years of football practice asking what pad, every pad I could take off <laughs> to try and figure out if I can get underneath that weight. And I'm you're going to step you. up there wearing sneakers? F you. F you. I'm with you on that 100%. Yeah, that's a real douche move. It's like what Tommy would do because he's anorexic. 
Yeah, I'll just wear my sneakers. Hoodie, hat, sneakers. Yeah, I'll just wear it all. Yeah, I'll wear it all. Yeah, whatever the number is. Oh, is somewhere fine. around there, yeah. <laughs> I got no problem with that. That's a very good point. Have you ever shaved your body hoping you'd lose a pound? You have. I do everything. <laughs> I haven't uh, I haven't uh, gone on a scale without a bowel movement in the last five years. <laughs> I don't mess around. <laughs>